Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something trans woman shares her observations, life stories, and the adventures of her journey through transition and beyond. And now, here she is, your host, Sabrina Miller. Yay! Hello, hello, hi! Hey, look at you! Hey, I didn't see you here! Wow! Hey, let's listen to that band. Let them liven us up. every week. I don't know what it is, but they do. That was Ziploc and the Stay Fresh Baggies featuring the extra secure safety strip. Or whatever, I don't know. (laughs) Sometimes they're great and sometimes they're not. Uh, Welcome new time listeners, because I know by now you're wondering what the hell is going on. Um... Well, all I can really say is it's an inside joke, and I don't say this too often, but if you're wondering about it, you got to listen to all of episode three, the third episode, episode three. Listen to that entire episode, and it'll tell you all about the band name. Dun, dun, dun. Or some other sound effect I'll put in or in around here. Well, welcome back returning listeners, binge listeners, or however you're listening to us repeatedly. I I don't know what else it would be. (laughs) Return listeners and binge listeners. But anyway, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's nice to have you. You know it is. You know it is. And again, for all the returning ones, welcome to this crazy ride we do. It's a weekly thing that I just yammer on and stream of consciousness, BS, blah, 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 blah. I have a topic. I hope to stay on it. And, you know, we have fun and we meet you at the end and then I'll see you again next week. Ta-da! Show! There you go. That's that's the show, right? Yeah, it is. Of course it is. All right. Well, like we do every time here, let's talk a little bit about last week's episode. And, you know, I realized I never really shared the why I do that. It's a couple reasons. One is to let new listeners know what last episode was about. So if you haven't heard it, maybe go back and hear it. Well, anybody that hasn't heard the previous episode, you know, a little tidbit about what it's about. But it also gives me a chance to uh, get, put in information I may have left out uh, when I was recording it the first time. Because you realize I'm putting these together on a week-by-week basis, sometimes longer than a week, sometimes shorter than a week, depending on how things go. But it's basically a week. And, you know, I'm in a hurry, and I'm, well, not a hurry, but I, when I'm making my notes and I'm thinking my thoughts, I sometimes leave things out. You know how you do that when you're thinking about something and then you go back and think about it again, maybe a third or fourth time even, and you think, oh, I never thought of it that way. Here's a different solution to the situation or whatever the thought may be. You know what I mean. 
So that's the reason why I do a quick little recap, and I do try to make it as quick as possible. I realize the last couple episodes have been a little long, <laughs> and this one seems to be heading that direction, but let's put on the brakes. And get back on track. Recap last week's episode, personal grooming habits and routines. Uh, I covered pretty much everything I wanted to, except in the editing I went, oh my god, I forgot to say certain things. (laughs) Like, I had total acne as a kid. Pimples all over the face. Started when I was about, I don't know, 10 or 11? Uh, 13 for sure. Because I remember somebody saying, some relative or so, oh, you're 13, you're going to get pimples. And fuck them, I did. But I did have them, you know, a little bit. Before that, I do remember that. But at the time, that's when I really just, my, everything blew up. I would get one on the chin, and then the nose, and then the cheek, and then the forehead. Oh, it was a pain in the ass. And especially the ones that are elsewhere on your body. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it didn't really calm down until uh, my late 20s. And so, so I had a good, almost, almost two decades of dealing with acne. What a pain in the face. Yeah, let me tell you. I mean, everybody, everybody's had a little glimmer of it. Some have worse, some have not so bad. Uh, I, was, I was probably average or a little bit above average because it was not, as, not horrible enough to have to go to the doctor, but still a pain in the ass that I had to do something about it at home. Wash my face, use certain cleansers, la 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 la. And you know what? Every once in a while, I still get a pimple. It just happens. It just happens. Um, But (laughs) I get less of them when I follow what I shared with you last week. So, but I want to let you know, I was one of those kids that, that had average or above average skin when I was a kid. It wasn't horrible, like I said, but I still had acne. And it was a constant thing. There would only be maybe, maybe two weeks pushing a month of clear skin. And then I'd get something. And then there would be something back. And just as one would clear up, another one would sprout up. And blah, 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 blah. Oh, and blackheads. Got tons of blackheads on the nose. In fact, I think I still do. Despite all the washing and exfoliating, cleaning, and the little pore stuff that I do, I think I still do. It's just shit like that. Anyway, anyway, getting off topic. Back on track. The techniques I shared, like I said, are the things that have really worked for me. Also, I realized I didn't share the fact that I've liked to shave in the shower for, oh, my God, 10, 15 years now? Maybe pushing 20 years now? You know, I, I don't quite remember. A friend in college said, hey, you know, you should try shaving in the shower. You get a better shave. I said, okay, I'll try it. And lo and behold, I did. And, and it was really weird because somebody said it that because when the time that was happening, it was the time that I was secretly dressing. So I was secretly shaving my legs in the shower. So I was like, well, shit, I might as well just shave my face. And either like the day before or the day after is when that friend said that. And it, in a weird way, it kind of made it okay to shave my face in the shower. Anyway, weird tangent there. And the reason for the shower, if you can't figure it out, it's the extra steam that's in the water, the moisture that's in the air, uh, the, 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 the point that you've usually been in the shower before you shave is usually a fair, fair amount of time, some longer than others. You know, so basically, I get in, 
I shampoo my hair, I condition my hair. I leave the conditioner in just to keep it extra, you know, moist and nice and soft and all that wonderful stuff. Then I body wash. Then I face cleanse, wash, exfoliant sort of thing. Then I shave. So we're talking a good, uh, if I really hurry, you know, fast, 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 five, six, seven minutes that my body and skin is in the hot, steamy thing and I've washed my face and it's all, you know, the pores are open. Everything is, you know, relaxing and it's just wonderful. Then I shave and so the pores are open versus in the, in the sink, even if you use a hot towel against your face, that's only for a matter of a few minutes, you know, three, four minutes. And then you got the, the, the lather, which is, unless you heat it up, is going to be room temperature. And then you shave. And the bathroom air is probably not going to be all nice and warm. It's going to be, you know, ambient, comfortable, or whatever your situation may be, unless you got to turn a heater on, right? So that's why I choose to shave in the shower. And, and another exception would be is if you take a shower and your sink location is located in the same room, essentially, as the shower. So the steam and everything is in that same room. So when you step out of the shower, you're basically still kind of in the shower. You know what I mean? Well, then there's an okay time to shave as well because you still got that, all that, that steam and moisture going on. So that would be an exception to not shaving in the shower. Uh, also make note, I do not do it when the water is running. I usually sit down in whatever water has been collected in the shower so far. And sometimes I leave the water on to fill that up a little bit. Uh, depends. It just depends on what's happening at that moment in time as far as how high the water level is. If it's just too, sh- too shallow to really rinse the razor, yeah, I'll, I'll leave the water on for a little bit, fill it up a little bit. Also, usually that water is on the warmer side, so it takes the chill out of the water that's been sitting in the tub. Anyhow, as soon as it's up to usually my navel or something, I turn it off. I don't need a full, full tub. I finish shaving. I do the final rinse off. I pat dry. I lotion up. And I'm on my way. The one thing to point out in the shower shaving is light. Obviously, if you've tried it before, you're going to realize that. Uh, be creative. Be safe. Obviously, water and electric do not mix. Even if that electric is a battery, some batteries are, you know, pretty, uh, pretty powerful, and they'll give you a shock. Maybe not as strong as an electric current, but still, you don't want to, you don't want to mess with it. Okay. Also, as for the razors, I neglected to mention about using a razor specifically made for a woman. Um, I've never tried it on my face. Well, that's not true. Once. Uh, I think it was free, or somebody gave it to me. It was unused, but uh, one of those things you get in the mail or something like that. And, or it was, here's a free thing at the grocery store. I don't remember. But it was a one-shot deal. And I was like, all right, I'll try it. This is during my secret days of dressing. I was like, I'll, I'll try it. And I liked it for my legs. I do remember that. It's a little hard. Maybe it was the style of the, of the razor. I, was, I found it harder to shave and it may have just been my technique uh, but I did not like it on the face and again it may have been my technique so I'm willing to try it again but right now I'm going to stick with what what I know works legs and arms I did try the uh the made for women's thing at that time it was okay legs are okay the arms were okay hands were more of a pain in the butt and that's because of the little bumps of the knuckles and things I hate it 
as for those uh, the those razors I use for my body hair, I had mentioned it's a box of 52 razors, you know, a weekly razor. As soon as those run out, I'm looking for something else. And yes, I am going to gravitate towards something specifically designed for a female. But when that happens, maybe I'll let you know, maybe I won't. I don't know. It's, it's whatever's going on. Since it is a topic we're talking about now, I'm pretty sure I'll let you know. The ones I'm looking at right now are a, a Venus or something similar. So I'll talk about it later. And then one last thing uh, as far as replacing blades. Do not store them where they're going to be wet. They're going to get contact with water, like on the ledge of a shower or something like that. The blades are going to rust out. They're going to they're going to not last as long. Even if they don't rust out, they're going to get duller faster. So you really want to try to dry that razor out. If you can stand it up either sideways, like when you lay it down on a on a on a shelf, that you tilt the head up if you can, uh, or hang it if you if it is the best option but try not to let the water stay in the razor it ruins it faster and one last thing about last week's episode during the secondary topic it was about trans actors versus cis actors uh when i spoke about the typical female roles of the classic hollywood in 30s 40s 50s I neglected to mention specific actresses that worked their way up out of the, 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 I don't want to say the gutter, but the pool of actresses. Lucille Ball, Ethel Merman, Joan Rivers, Carol Channing, Barbara Streisand. And that's just right off the top of my head without really doing a lot of thinking. If you stop and think, or if you do a Google search, maybe you'll find so many more women that rose above that stereotype and God bless them for doing it. But it was a fight. That was my point. And really, it wasn't until the 70s-ish, when I was a kid, that the strong female roles started to come into play. You had Wonder Woman. You had Bionic Woman. You had Police Woman. Uh, not to mention whatever was going on in the comic books at the time. You know, you, now, Catwoman was a, was a bad, was a criminal, was, a, was an enemy of Batman, but still, strong female character. Batgirl, yeah, kinda. I think it just offered a chance for the girls to read the Batman comics, but that, I'm not a comic reader, so I'm just speculating. Anyway, there were, only in the recent past, 1970s, 40-something years ago, yeah? did strong female characters really start to stand out. So in the movement of getting trans actors out there, just to tag on to what I said last time, it's going to take some time. Give it some time. But that bear, that, that snowball is a rolling down the hill and get the fuck out of its way. All right, enough said about last week's episode. That and all past episodes can be found, well, they can be found a few different places, iTunes and Stitcher, of course. But the, uh, the webpage, which is just over on Blogspot, is Changes in Latitudes podcast at blogspot.com. We've got links for iTunes and Stitcher if you want to find us that way. We've got an Amazon affiliate link. Check out some of the suggestions I've made within that little Amazon affiliate link. It's on the right-hand side. It's things that I've used or things that I've looked at that I want to try. So take a look. We also have a PayPal donate button if you're so inclined. The email is changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast. You can follow me on Twitter at SabrinaMiller41. And I said this last episode, 
There's a new app called Periscope. It's kind of like a live broadcast sort of thing via Twitter. It's from Twitter. It's all through Twitter. Uh, And I may use it for Q&A for the show. Promotion and Q&A. So if you know anything about it, have something to say about it, get back to me in, well, probably the best way is the Facebook page. But if not, you can always email me. All right, let's move on. main topic as the episode title suggests lgb versus tiq and a what a huge bit of alphabet soup huh now this is a delicate subject in that it is so influenced by personal perception it's you make your own definitions is what i'm trying to say uh, I mean, some are pretty obvious and not questionable, and then there are some that are not obvious and totally questionable and can only be defined or used or determined or finalized or fill in your word there by the user. So take that into consideration when I, when I start into this here, because what I'm trying to do is just get everybody kind of on the same page for some conceptual thinking. And that's it. After the episode's done, after the segment's done, go back to your regular scheduled thinking. I don't want to think for you. I want to inspire you to think for yourself and outside the box. And that's pretty true for most episodes, but this, this part especially. Okay? Okay. And this is meant for all listeners. Trans, non-trans, cis, whatever label straight gay lesbian bi all all of it this is for everybody out there uh not geared to anybody okay now that i said that let's start with the definition for cis or cisgender a lot of people still question this what does this mean well most of the people out in the world are are cisgender a person who does not question their birth gender. Specifically, for example, if somebody been on the sh- who's been on the show is my wife. She is a cis female. Then there's trans or transgender, and that's someone like myself, someone who does question their birth gender. Now, transgender is also an umbrella term. As we've mentioned in previous episodes, there are a lot of... Uh, things that fall under that umbrella or are caught in that umbrella. So I'm not trying to take away from that. I'm just trying to streamline it for this conversation here. Okay. Okay. Other transgender people are the guests I've had so far. Gabriel and Caitlin, both are trans people. So you have your trans men and your trans women. Yeah, I suppose you could have probably somebody that's gen, that's kind of trans-fluid, you know, going back and forth between male and female, more gender-fluid, as it would be called. Uh, but that's an, an individual choice, so I, so I don't want to keep that as a broad category. That does fall under the transgender umbrella, though, because they're kind of going between male and female, going back and forth, one side to the other, whatever the choices are. Okay, now we have male, which is a cisgender person, designated male at birth. Okay, I'll let that sit in for a moment. 
Next is female, which is the same thing, only the opposite side of the coin. A cis person designated female at birth. Now, this is where it's going to get a little muddy, where some people may say, oh, I don't, I don't agree with you, I don't this, I don't that. Fine. It's totally cool. I thank you for listening, and this is just my thing. So next is man or men, you know, the plural. And that is a person who expresses themselves in a masculine way. Because you can have a very manly woman. Or, let's flip it over, a womanly man. Because a woman or woman is a person who expresses themselves in a feminine way. And I did that because of the trans people out there. Trans women, trans men. We are a person who expresses themselves in a trans men in a masculine way, trans women in a feminine way. Now, I'm not taken away from the tomboy trans women. Believe me, I'm not. But my point is, it, tomboy is a feminine term. So you're still acting in a feminine way to be a tomboy. Even, you, even if you are the manliest, I'm choosing that word, tomboy there is. So... That's how I kind of want to fit all that, that definitions in there, just so people can be kind of on the uh, same page wrapping their uh, heads around it. All right, next we get into the whole title of the episode. L is lesbian, and most people pretty much know what that is, but so everybody's on the same page. It's a woman or women who are sexually attracted to other women. And I'm using the word women instead of female because we have to intru- include trans women. Now. I know some people are going to get their panties in a bunch because of the whole trans woman, trans female thing. Remember, just to keep things simple, I'm keeping the term female as a cisgendered term to designate feminine at, or female at birth. Okay. If you want to choose the word female to describe you and you are a trans woman, so you choose to be described as a trans female, by all means, go for it. It's your choice. You rock it. Next, we have gay, or the G is gay, and pretty much everybody knows gay now. If you don't know gay now, then you've been under a rock for probably 20 years, if not longer, okay? Gay. It it used to mean, and it still kind of means, any sort of homosexuality, whether it's male or female. But in the more recent uh, history, I've noticed that it's gravitated to specifically mean men who are sexually attracted to men. The men have kind of claimed the word gay. And then we have the B, which is bisexual or bi, depending on how the person chooses to use it. Uh, And that's a person who is sexually attracted to men and women. And again, I'm using the term men and women to include trans men and trans women. Then you have the T, which is transgender, which we spoke about just a moment ago. And this whole podcast series is about it, so (laughs) I hope you know what that is. Uh, followed by I. And this is where some people kind of get thrown. Some people go, what? What's the I? I don't get it. I is for intersexed. I've mentioned it in um, somewhere. I've mentioned it in a previous episode or I've talked about it. I know I have. Uh, because I have recently had a, had a wonderful moment to be able to meet uh, in, a, in a discussion group, uh, three or four intersex people, and it was so enlightening to hear their stories. Painful. Oh, painful. And I'm not going to speak for them, so I'm not going to share any stories, but it, it, I, I would love to ha- have someone openly on the show if you're willing and listening to this. 
So I'm putting that out there. But uh, it itself can basically also be an umbrella term of sorts. Not as umbrella as, like, transgender, but umbrella in the sense that there are more definitions than just one behind the word intersex. Do yourself a flavor and go Google it. Either now or later, your choice. But in spending 30 minutes just just perusing some of the qualified sites, (laughs) um, you you will be enlightened is all I can say. Okay. Uh, I did get a definition from a website, and it's the uh, Intersex Society of North America. It was one of the first ones that came up in the Google search. And they have, as their definition, as their preferred chosen definition, right on their webpage, is intersex is a general term used for a variety of conditions in which a person is born with a reproductive or sexual anatomy that doesn't fit the typical definitions of female or male. And that is just the first paragraph or sentence or two. It's, the website is uh, www, of course, but isna.org. And where I got that from was slash FAQ slash what underscore is underscore intersex. And I'm going to try to put a link out for that in the show notes. So check back at Blogspot for a link. So for today's concept, let's just really narrow it down. And out of total respect to to anyone that's intersex, I mean you no disrespect. I'm just narrowing it down for today's digestion. And that is a person born with both genders. It, it, It includes a vast array of combinations but we're just going to say that for today then we have the q which again some people don't know more and more people are and that's queer and uh queer is another kind of umbrella term i've come to learn that other people other uh, people who use the word queer again fall from under many different walks of life paths of their own life very much similar to transgender. And I find that amazing that the term queer under the transgender umbrella is also another umbrella term. But it can also be a specific term. Somebody can identify as queer. It's one of those interchangeable, you know, singular words and mass quantity words. So, again, for today, let's just kind of sum it up and it kind of the, the definition or the usage of it really kind of came from this from my observation and that is basically anybody that doesn't fit into the lgbt or i of of the rainbow as it's called so they they kind of lump them under themselves under the umbrella term queer and then lastly, you'll notice at the very end of the title is and a that's allies. So basically that's everybody that is not a part of the LGBTIQ but totally supports them. Usually it's your family, usually it's friends that you're going to start off by having as as allies, but there are people that just they may not know a specific uh, LGBTQI person, but they've heard the stories, they listen to this podcast maybe, and then they realize, you know, 
they, these, these individuals really need help and assistance and support so they become an ally. And that's, we got to include them. We can't, we cannot not have them. So, so usually, because they don't fall under the LGBTIQ spectrum alphabet soup, <laughs> uh, usually they're going to be cisgendered, heterosexual males and females. And I use that term male-female back to what I had said before, <laughs> which is a cisgendered person designated at birth. Okay. So now that we got all that under wraps and everybody can wrap their minds around this alphabet soup, I do realize some of what I said, and I kind of went along the ways apologizing and, and interjecting for it, but I know it's not sitting well with everybody in the masses. Hey, it's totally cool that you don't agree with me. I like the fact that you're listening, so thank you. But realize again, as I said, I just wanted to keep it generalized and, I hate to use the word, but narrow, so we can all kind of wrap our minds around it. Because I know a lot of people are seeing the, that, that alphabet float around now, and people are changing a lot of things. And I actually think I missed a letter or two, but these, this is the, the, the alphabet that I can hold on to, you might say. They'll come, they'll, somebody else will come along and throw another letter in and have absolute, total, valid reason to use it, and I'm cool with that as long as I understand the reason. That's fine. Now, realize that people can fit into more than one of those letters. There's, there's, there's a number of things that people can fit into. Uh, f- for example, and that's why I broke it down, you know, LGB versus TIQ, and then A. A is on the side because it's ally. So just keep them there. Thank you for supporting us. Um, LGB is sexual orientation, who you're attracted to, the person you want to be intimate with, lesbian, gay, or bi. So you got women only, men only, or both. Probably not at the same time, but if that's your preferred preference, uh, you know, having more than one sexual partner at a time, uh, that's, I'm not here to say that's right or wrong. I'm, in fact, I don't even want to talk about that because I don't really know enough to talk about it. Uh, I, as long as somebody's not hurting somebody or breaking the law, do what you want to do. I don't care. I don't care. Also, I don't think it pertains to this specific topic uh, just yet. Maybe in the future. Okay, back on track. The TIQ I mentioned, those are all gender identities. That's how somebody expresses themselves, not who they sleep with, how they express themselves, the type of wardrobe they choose, the hairstyle, the type of glasses or contacts or any sort of uh, body modification. It's, it's, it's an expression of how you express yourself. So you can have an LT person, a lesbian transgender person. You can have a GI, a gay intersex person. You can have a BQ, a bisexual queer person. I'm not sure if you could have a BLT yet, though. Sorry, couldn't resist. Uh, right now, the big debate seems to be between the two groups I just mentioned, the sexual orientation group and the gender identity group, uh, for obvious reasons, as I just mentioned, because TIQ can easily fit into LGB, but LGB doesn't necessarily identify at all with TIQ. Maybe Q, 
because it's an umbrella term. But again, that's up to the individual. Because some people are, no matter how they look or act or, or, or do or say or what have you, they may declare themselves as gay and that's it. No, I'm not gay queer. I'm not gay whatever or whatever label, you know, somebody's trying to inflict on them. They are gay. That's it. Okay, fine. Cool. Totally cool. But a queer person, yeah, I'm queer. I'm gay. My, my sexual orientation is, is gay. I'm attracted to men, gay men. But I, but I consider myself queer. Totally cool, too. So that's where the big head-off debate is starting to really happen. Maybe in bigger cities, if you, if you, if you haven't seen it yet. And, uh, and it, I, I can totally understand the, the want, the desire to segregate the two, you know, to have like a trans-only uh, uh, facility. You know, like there's the LGBT center, maybe just have a T center, something like that. I get that. I understand the desire for that because for me all my life, I've been trying to find someone that understands me and understands when I, when, when the fact that back then I enjoyed putting on women's clothing but I didn't necessarily find myself gay. I don't know what's going on with me. You're so ashamed to say that to anybody, so you're not going to. So when you finally find a group of people you, that will totally get you, to some degree or another, yeah, you want to hang out with them, yeah, you want to be around them, because you've been missing that your entire life up until that point. So, yeah, I get that. I get that. And you may not feel comfortable being around gay men because of the LGB part of the, of the center, the facility, whatever it is for you. I totally get wanting the segregation. However, I also see the strength in time and numbers that the LGB community, more so the LG, because B just kind of brought, was brought up fairly recently. Because for a long time, they got the short end of the stick. Along, for a long time, the bisexual people were always ridiculed of the lesbian and the gays. They were always told, you're being greedy, choose. That was the joke I kept hearing, well, in those circles throughout my life. So only recently have they gained their step of, of power, you might say. So I say latch on to that power, that momentum, and, and be with the LGB crowd. But in the same breath, I'm also going to say we need more resources for TIQ, especially the I and the Q. Especially the I and the Q. Because, I mean, I'll admit, I knew about intersex before I met these individuals. But after that hour and two hours worth of, of conversation, well, re-listening, really, holy Christ, what a world I did not know. So yeah, they need, if anybody needs as, as much help as trans people, it's the intersex people. Queer folk, only because the queer term is an umbrella term, you need, you need, you need your support as well. I'm not saying that. But because it's an umbrella term, I think there's a little more support under that than the intersex. But we all need the more support. And, and when I say support, I mean resources at these LGBT centers. 
We need more businesses to recognize transgender people, to give them jobs, to give them services, whatever those services may be. But like I said many times before, it's happening in time. It's been happening. Right now, we're in the middle of it, the beginning of the, the beginning of the middle of it. The middle of the beginning, the middle of the beginning. That's what I'm trying to say. So hold your breath, make a wish, count to three. And if you get that reference, huzzah for you. Check back in in the next five years to see where we are as a culture and society, trans culture, society, the intersexed individuals and the queer. I don't know why the word folk comes with that in my mind. And I don't mean to offend. I hope you know that. It just kind of comes together. So, but the queer people as well. Transgender 30 Episode Challenge. Question 21. Your views on the cisgendered community. <laughs> okay, first. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. First, <laughs> let's reword this. Like I seem to be doing with most of these questions here in the last, I don't know, 10 or so. Uh, let's rephrase it as, now that you've come out as trans, have your views of and thoughts about the cisgendered community changed? At least I think that's a little bit better. I hope you do too. Because um, that one I can actually answer, honestly. And I'm, I'm going to talk about this in just a moment, but let's answer the question I just asked. Um, it was really no difference at first. Uh, I found a lot of support. Uh, one of my first few episodes was called Overwhelming Support. I talk about it there. It was wonderful. And then as time grew on, and when I say time grew on, it was about a month or two, and the, the, the now, to me, cisgendered community that was supportive of me, the allies, as I mentioned last segment, uh, didn't know what to say except, congratulations, I'm so happy for you, you're so brave, wow, what a journey, um, I feel for you, you have my heart... Uh, I've battled my own gender thoughts. So many responses. And when so many responses started being the same response after a while, all I could say was, well, gee, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. And I really hate to say it, but when you reach that 200th friend from Facebook and your answer is going to be, gee, thank you so much. I really appreciate the support. It, after the 200th or so time, it loses its luster. It just does. So, so that's kind of how I felt a few, shortly after coming out. About I, I didn't think about it at the time, but now you call it the cisgendered community. And it wasn't until recently, and when I say recently, the last, I don't know, three, four months maybe, that I really started noticing, quote-unquote, the cisgendered community. And that was, usually it's in comments throughout the internet or somebody saying something on something, podcast, TV show, fill in the blank, whatever. <laughs> um, usually it's the uneducated cis people that are out there. And a lot of them are allies, but they just want to know more. Share my show, first of all. If you meet somebody like that, share my show. I make this show for everybody so everybody can understand what a trans person's going through 
in the beginning of their journey, 35 episodes in, okay? Okay. But most are just honest and curious. They don't mean to offend. They don't want to offend. They don't want to ask the wrong question, but they're curious. This is something new, and it's everywhere. And as soon as they find a transgender person to talk to, they're going to ask those questions. And I hope you have an open relationship with anyone like that in your life. I have a couple, and I'm very open with them, and I tell them so much. They are very respectful of when they talk about it. It's very private conversation, you know, if we're standing very close or sitting very close to one another. If we're, uh, I don't want to say alone, but if, if there's no one within earshot at a party where we're standing, yeah, we'll talk. Things like that. And then there are other people who just, you know, think I'm crazy trying to figure things out. Um, Some people think I'm a deviant homosexual and just can't accept the fact that I am homosexual or whatever. These are the uneducated people. It's It's usually the cisgendered and the gender conforming. I was born female, so I must not question. I was born male, I must not question that are just brought up and almost, in a sense, brainwashed by our culture and society that this is the only two genders out there. M and F. So they're afraid of what they don't know, what they can't wrap their head around. I get that. What do you think I did for 40 fucking years? Well, okay, let's see. 30. From 12. I'm 42 right now. So from the age of 12 to the age of 40... I question that shit. So yeah, I get it. These people need to realize that there's a, a, gen, a rainbow of genders. Just as there is a rainbow of sexualities. I should have said that in the previous segment, but you know what I mean now. Also recently, I've wanted to increase my socialization with the trans community. Mostly because of what I had just said. I spend all my life trying to find somebody that I can talk to about being trans or somebody that can understand me and get me and not judge. That's the big thing, of course. But even the best and most informed and most understanding cisgendered person out there is not the same as hanging out with another trans person. It's, it's not. It's, it's a different journey, and that's... that's I hate to say it, but that's the black and white of it. <laughs> Just because that if there is any black and white, that's one of them. Cisgender, transgender. All right, let's get back on topic about this question. I don't like this question at all. It took me a while to think about this question and digest it because the more I thought about it, the more upset I got about it. Because it causes the person answering to draw a line between trans and cis people, just as I did. Saying the black and white gender, the black and whiteness of, or the binary of trans and cis. And I guess there is because of, you know, a cis person doesn't question their gender, a trans person does. Uh, but drawing that line is, is creating segregation. And no matter how you answer it, even the most simple, basic response of, well, the cisgendered community is, uh, you know, starting to become really accepting, or the cisgendered community needs to be educated. Something real simple like that. You're still drawing a line, because let's bring back the fact that people are people. 
the fact that we're cisgender, transgender shouldn't come into play on that. It also makes the person answering look harder at the differences between cis and trans, not bring them together. So let's rewrite this question now a second time, the third question, and can completely change the question. Now that you've come out as transgender and your role in the cisgendered community has changed, give three suggestions on how to help educate gender-conforming communities. Well, first we need more positive, openly transgender role models. That speaks volumes right there. And the openly is the toughest word. Because for forever, up until now, if you're trans, your goal was stealth. So it is a bold step for the ones right now, like myself, coming out and saying, oh yeah, I am trans. I'm trans, yeah, I'm trans. Of course. Now, yes, you choose your audience selectively, but to those around you that know, they know. So that's that. And maybe there comes a time when you don't tell that many people anymore that you are. Whatever your choice is, it's all good. Live your life, have that balance, as I keep saying in almost every goddamn episode. (laughs) All right, sorry, back on track. Um, But yeah, the openly part is the tough thing. Uh, But we need more. We need more. Next, we need more resources for cis people and trans people. But this question is specifically geared towards the cisgendered community. So we need more resources for the cisgendered community. Um, trans people have been searching for answers most of their lives, if not their entire life, as I said, and we still need better resources and information. Well, cis people need that too. As I've said so many times, it's coming. We're at the beginning of it. Um, three suggestions, remember, to the community. That was the question. Three suggestions on how to help educate gender-conforming communities. That's the cisgendered community, basically. Uh, my podcast my podcast. I, I think if you're a binge listener, a longtime listener too, I'm not knocking you folk that listen every Friday or every weekend or every Monday because that works in your schedule better. Whatever, it's all good. You listen. That's the thing I love. But the binge listeners, I think, have an advantage, kind of like when you binge watch something on Netflix. Which, speaking of binge-watching, quick tangent, folks, I am a Arrested Development fan. I love Arrested Development. Uh, and Well, it's been a while since I've watched it, so I should probably do a little marathon, but that's besides the point. Um, my first introduction to it was on, net, well, was on DVD, uh, and uh, it was from my wife, and she's the one that said, no, you know, you got to watch like three episodes in a row. And for those people out there that aren't Arrested Development fans yet, do yourself a favor. Check it out. So many ways to do that. I'm pretty damn sure you can buy the entire series on on iTunes. I know it's streaming on Netflix. Uh, and I think it's on Amazon as well as a DVD in, in DVD format. So you got a few different ways to get it now. And uh, for, the, for those other Arrested Development fans, yes, Season 4 was a little weird. And I am still kind of trying to digest it even today since it's been out for however long, a year and change now. Uh, Anyhow, back on topic. Uh, my, My podcast, 
Longtime binge listeners, binge listeners have that advantage of hearing each tale told. And I know just by my nature of speech pattern, I share little tidbits of information about me and my life and my thoughts and my processes, blah, 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 on every single episode. And the binge listeners are the ones that get it back to back to back. So it's fresher in their memories. So all of you people are going to know that I created this podcast and now everybody listening right now is going to know for sure that I created this podcast for a number of reasons. Yes, duh. But number one, obviously share my story. That's yes. Hello. But for me personally, to have a creative outlet. I love putting a show together. If you haven't guessed with the music and the, 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 the sound effects and the tweaks of, of sound and things like that, if you haven't figured that out by episode uh, 35 now, I love doing that shit. It's fun. It keeps it interesting for me, and I hope it keeps it interesting for you. Anyhow, um, it's a creative outlet for me. It, it also in a sense of writing, too. You know, in the sense of how I write stuff to put things together for this, it's little notes and I read it as I go. Then third, and this is probably the most important, it should probably be the first, but yeah, it's third, whatever, they, they, they're all equal in my mind, uh, is to help those, and that includes cis and trans, those with questions about the transgender umbrella and find answers or solutions that they're looking for. And this is cis and trans alike, specifically, everybody. My show is for anyone that wants to listen. Yes, of course, it's going to be focused on a trans woman aspect and trans woman audience, because that's me, of course. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) That's why the show is a transgender experience. It's my experience as a transgender woman. I love my trans men listeners. Well, I love my trans women listeners. Yes, of course, you know that, ladies. But I love the trans men out there that are listening just to get a different aspect of it. The other side of the coin. What's it like? Looking into the mirror, you know? Well, figuratively, not literally, but if you want to take it literally, yeah. Anyway, I welcome everyone to listen. Because... Knowledge is power, as they say. I, I kind of grew up with this little jingle, and I hope you like it. As your body grows big, your mind must flower. It's great to learn, because knowledge is power. It's Schoolhouse Rocket, a chip off the block of your favorite schoolhouse, schoolhouse rock. Yeah, so, <laughs> sorry, I needed a little tangent and a laugh there. Um, but yeah, it's, it, I want it for everyone to listen. One of my best friends... Uh, through the internet is how I know her. She is a wonderful, wonderful woman. Her story is, her, you know, her story needs to be a fucking movie of the week. It really does. I got to get her on here so she can tell her story. But she is a cisgendered straight woman, but she loves the show. Partially because of how we met during my previous show. She saw the creative outlet from my previous show, which I've mentioned in an episode. Somewhere back there, it's called... Uh, RVSP, RSVP, something, uh, somewhere early teens, I think 11, 12, somewhere in there. She, we met through that show. And so, and and that's how we met and became friends. And so, of course, she gravitated over to this show and she loves this show. She's told me so almost every single episode she listens to. Uh, She comes back and says something about it. It's awesome. And she's, 
she she has no connection. Well, no connection except that she's an ally. So this show is meant for everybody. The LGBTIQ and A, all of it, all of us. And a big big shout out to Becky B. That's who I was talking about. And fourth, and last before we move on, I know it was three suggestions, but I'm adding a fourth. We need to provide a place for those people that are still developing their voice or have a voice but no place to speak it and share. Now, (laughs) it's weird to choose the word voice, I realize, but what I mean by that is not what's the sound you're hearing, not the voice you have, but your voice, meaning what you have to say. Like when somebody writes, they have a certain voice. That's what I'm talking about. Not developing a femme voice or a masculine voice or anything like that. Um, Basically, the previous guests I've had on my show, Gabriel and Caitlin. I'd like to know your thoughts on question 21. What are your views on the cisgendered community? Or choose one that I wrote. I don't care. If you got something to say, send it my way. Changes in Latitudes Podcast at gmail.com or probably the Facebook page a little better. And that at facebookpage.com slash changes in latitudes podcast. Also, we got nine left. <laughs> Uh, I've been throwing it out to the audience. What do you want to hear when this, you know, nine questions are up? And a lot of people have been saying questions from the audience. Well, start sending those questions my way, folks. And when you send them my way, let me know if you want to remain anonymous or not. Uh, Send them by email or send them by message on the Facebook page. Probably the best way to do it. If you follow me on Twitter, you could probably direct message me. Uh... I will eventually get back to you like I've said in the past it takes me about a day to cycle through everything to check it but I do what I can secondary topic i know we're running a little long again whatever it's a my show i can say what i want to i know the lyrics cry what i want to but i don't want to cry it's a fun show anyhow back to secondary topic now uh okay so back on episode 27 and 31 i shared some music and that was from Cat House thursday they are san diego's country rock rhythm and blues band and uh, this track, it's the third of three, so this is the last time we're going to hear from them, unless I get more samples, of their digital download album, It's Time. The name of this song is Breaking Bad. Check them out at cathousethursday.com. About a friend of mine Heard him saying how he lost his mind I said too many pills And too many bills to pay Yeah, but it seemed to me He was always breaking that way Saw a sister on the avenue Painted face that I thought I knew She used to give it away, man 
girls all say she was always breaking that way. Breaking bad, breaking that way. Breaking bad, breaking that way. Seems some folks are just born to go astray. The one about the movie star Killed himself in a fancy car And the papers all said That the pole just got in his way Yeah, but up in Hollywood They're all saying He's always breaking that way Breaking bad Breaking that way Breaking bad Breaking that way How can any of us say what we might or might not do Given certain circumstances that are beyond our control That push us so close to the edge that we see into the abyss And know all at once that nothing really matters That everything does Breaking bad Breaking that way 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 Yeah, I've seen some folks are just born to go astray That was Cat House Thursday with Breaking Bad. Check them out at cathousethursday.com. Thank you again, Cat House Thursday, for allowing me to play your music. You guys rock. feedback it's here yes it is haven't really been getting much listener quote-unquote feedback it's more of just me observing how the transgender community interacts um i kind of lurk a bunch of different facebook groups trans facebook groups specifically uh sometimes you'll see me sometimes you won't I, i don't do a lot of posting sometimes i'll like Every once in a while, I'll offer a suggestion, but I like to lurk and read. And one of the things that uh, gets, me, gets me going, you might say, where I just kind of throw my arms up and really want to just, I don't know, as my previous guest Gabe said, slap him across the face. <laughs> um, I re- what I really want to do is just say, come on, wake up, realize... And what I mean by that is when a beautiful-looking trans woman 
from from pictures. I mean, they they're they're styled, designed, looking wonderful. They're glamour shots. They're they're made to look really good. You know, maybe it's a candid selfie, whatever, but still made to look good. And this person looks really good, and by some standards, you know, if you think in these terms, has no trouble passing at all. Okay, okay. So they post a photo, and like I've said, beautiful photo. And then they say, I'm having a great day. I feel so femme. And this is a, this is a trans woman, mind you, just to keep everybody on board. And I kind of went, what are you doing, woman? What are you doing? Because girls don't say that. Uh, cross-dressers do. Uh, I think people approaching, you know, or gender-fluid people that go back and forth between masculine and feminine, you know, they'll have a femme day. Um, But girls, women, if that's what you're trying to emulate and be, as trans women usually are, um, they, they say having a girly day or extra pretty or something like that. And I just want to just want to wake them up a little. That's all. That's all. Because I'm as a as a guy, even hanging around with guys, you, you never heard them say I'm having a masculine day or having I'm having a macho day or manly day. You know, I mean, they may have done something manly. You know, I just did. I just mowed the lawn. I just cleaned the car. I don't know. You know, whatever. <laughs> Choose your. <laughs> choose your choose your way, choose your thing. Um, but they never went around saying that. At least the people I hung around didn't. didn't. And if they did, I didn't pay any attention to it because I don't remember it. <laughs> anyway, that's that. I thought we'd never get to the end of this show. This one was a long one, folks. I'm, uh, the last few have been. I'm sorry. I'm going to try to try to keep them a little bit shorter. But you know what? Those damn 30-day questions bring up so much for me to say that I just I, <laughs> I just go, because I don't want to just let it slide by, you know? Besides, there's always the pause button. You can always come back to it later. Uh, I, at least that's what I hope you do. You know, I hope you I hope you listen through everything. Maybe it takes you a few days to listen to and digest. And you know what? That's cool because I'm the same way. When I listen to some Nerdist episodes or some of my one of my favorite shows is Succotash, and some of them are over an hour and a half long. Not all of them, but some. I can't sit and through that all at once. So I sit through it in sections. Transition, transmission. Their 50th episode, I think, was over two hours. <laughs> that took me. That's, a, that's like listening to an audiobook. <laughs> so, you know, I get it if it takes time to listen. As long as you listen, that's all I care about. All right. Next episode talking about parenting while transgender. <laughs> yeah. I'm always looking for topics, so if you got any ideas for a full body topic, send them my way. You got questions, send them to me. You know it. I'm going to answer it. Send them. Bring it on. Website, Changes in Latitudes, podcast at blogspot.com is where you can find all communication links.
And now, as Jimmy Buffett says, if I couldn't laugh, I just would go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we just would go insane. If we weren't all crazy, we would go insane. Stay crazy, everyone. <laughs> You've been listening to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I'd love to hear from you, so let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast or at the website changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time! Disclaimer time! Disclaimer time! Disclaimer time! I am not a doctor nor a lawyer, and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, first, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, Please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2015 by me, Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening. And now it's time for the outtakes. All right, it's a test. Here we go. Oh, shit. What's going on here? Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. Yep, 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 yep. Let's check this out. Looks like it's doing great. Let's pull this a 40-something up here. something trans woman shares her observations, life stories, yeah. and the adventures of her journey through Sound transition looking good and to me. beyond. that rattle. Here she is. Your host. I really do. Sabrina Miller. Yay. Hello. Hello. One and all. Welcome. Welcome. Let's just call it what it is. This is a test. So now I'm going to tell you to listen to the music. The music gets louder. And then the applause comes back. And then I say, yes, they were wonderful. And insert some crazy name for the band. And there's the opening for you. So now let's go back and test it. Is this going to be an outtake? I don't know. Only you will know when you hear this. And also I realized uh, why I, I forgot that I didn't blah, 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 blah.
Okay, also, as for the razors, I, I neglected to mention that uh, I... I uh, mm. All right, are we back? Is my showing up? It looks like I am. Yes, yes, I am. Let's stop and check. All right, and we're back. Yes, we're back, but I don't have my script up. All right, and after a quick little break to grab some... Oh, shit, did I leave my tea? I got it. <laughs> I thought I left it inside. All right. So after we're back, uh, let's get into it. All right. Now that you've come out as transgender and your role in the cisgendered community has changed, give three suggestions on how to help educate gender-conforming communities. Well, first we need more positive, openly transgender role models. Is this the end? Yes, it is. And always remember. 